Welcome to Disagree Better. I'm Tammy Lenski. Highly effective listening is a conflict resolution superpower. It reduces defensiveness, diminishes extreme reaction, and increases open-mindedness. And it's learnable. To be a highly effective listener, pay particular attention to these three essential components of great listening. When there's conflict, good listening increases the likelihood of effective resolution. Good listening is also a building block of resilient and rewarding personal and professional relationships. When we listen well, we signal responsiveness, and this responsiveness is a driver of relationship satisfaction and intimacy in personal relationships, reduced employee defensiveness and increased employee interest in improvement and flourishing, a sense of well-being in a relationship, and increased ability to cope with stress. So what makes someone perceive us as responsive? In a 2021 journal article, a group of social psychologists identified three factors. First, we must feel understood by our conversation partners. Feeling understood makes a relationship feel more authentic and is, of course, intrinsically satisfying. Two, we must feel validated, believing our conversation partner appreciates us and values how we see ourselves in the world. And three, we must feel cared for, that we matter. Drawing on the three factors, along with prior research about high-quality listening, the authors identified three essential components of highly effective listening. These three components are excellent places to focus when we want to improve our own listening. One, attention. Attention means focusing on the speaker and their message fully, avoiding and ignoring other stimuli. As I've said before, you've heard me say it before, multitasking is bad for good listening. When we glance over at a message that's showing on our phone screen, our attention is divided by the switch costs of multitasking, and we can't help but miss part of their message. And by the way, this applies to you avid note takers too. Down goes their sense of our responsiveness. As the authors point out, inattentive listeners not only hinder their own goal of demonstrating responsiveness, but can also distract the speaker and hinder their ability to be introspective. Practice these habits to focus and convey your attention. Give full attention to the speaker, minimizing distractions. Use back-channel listening behaviors. Back-channel behaviors are nonverbals that indicate we're engaged, including nodding, eye contact, and orienting oneself to the speaker's body position. Listen without our answer running. Listening, as communications expert Scott Ginsberg said, is not just waiting to talk. Two, comprehension. Comprehension refers to the extent to which the listener accurately understands both the speaker's cognitive and affective states, their message and their feelings. As the article authors point out, commitment to comprehension requires energy and therefore motivation. They say, when conversation partners do not feel understood, they are less likely to resolve their disagreements and conflict. It's common to hear people practicing good listening by restating the speaker's key points, and that's an excellent start. 
For some, it may feel safer to avoid the uh, messiness, so to speak, of emotions. But when we take that approach, we ignore a key component of their full message. Practice these habits to increase and convey your interest in comprehending them. Paraphrase the speaker's message or perspective. Acknowledge the speaker's feelings, mood, and or emotions. Ask open questions relevant to the speaker's message and story. Request clarification when not understanding the speaker's point. Request that the speaker repeat something the listener missed. Practice transparency when overwhelmed by a long-winded speaker, and I'll have a link about that one in the show notes. Three, intention. Intention refers to listening with positive regard, validation, and a non-judgmental approach toward the speaker, even when we disagree with them. The intention component is probably the most difficult component to practice honestly when we're irritated, frustrated, or otherwise feeling unhappy with our conversation partner, right? It's the component we need to dig deepest to practice with integrity and consistency. It's also the component with some of the biggest rewards in our relationships when we commit to getting it right over time. Practice these habits to increase and convey your helpful attention, and a lot of these have links in the show notes. Commit to looking for and seeing the equal human in front of us, the person as perfect and flawed as we are. Lead with our curiosity instead of our judgmentalism, allowing them to be the experts in their own experience. Use hedges, words that soften the tone of a conversation and indicate a non-judgmental attitude. Words like somewhat, might, maybe. For mediators, consider the downside of setting ground rules at the start of a mediation. I'm going to leave you with a quote by J. Krishnamurti. How do you listen? Do you listen with your projections, through your projection, through your ambitions, desire, fears, anxieties, through hearing only what you want to hear, only what will be satisfactory, what will gratify, what will give comfort, what will for the moment alleviate your suffering? If you listen through the screen of your desires, then you obviously listen to your own voice. I really appreciate you listening. The home base for Disagree Better is TammyLensky.com, where you'll find conflict resolution resources, show notes, and transcriptions. That's T-A-M-M-Y-L-E-N, as in negotiation, S-K-I.com. I'll see you there. 